Welcome to Geek Off City. My name is John, and I'm joined by... Your name is John? Yep. Kyle. And... Danny. And this is the podcast where we talk about board games and card games and do other geeky things, including talking about music and... Or in your case, video not games. talking very well at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was not your best intro. And I haven't even had a drop of liquor. I need some. <laughs> you need the liquor? Yes. 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 <laughs> so... We're going to continue with video game theme, part tres. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it, our stupid discussions. Both of you. Yes, all <laughs> two and a half of you. You listen? Yes. Oh. So, I figured I would start things off, talk about some news that was with dealing with video games. That happened this week. Uh, so they showed the trailer for a remake of, well, not really remake, but re-graphicking? Revamp? I guess revamp would be the better word. Basically, they updated all the graphics to uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which is now being called Metal Gear Solid Delta. I don't know why, but that's the name they chose. Doesn't make any sense. But, uh, I mean, the trailer, it looks really, really good. And a lot of people were thinking that because, you know, this looks like it's going to be a remake, they're going to bring back the voice cast, which Konami said, like, hey, we're, it's going to have the same voice actors. That was a slight lie from them. Yes, it's the same voice actors, but they're not doing new voice acting. They're basically taking the audio from the old PS3 game. And just... Or PS2 game, my bad. PS2 game. And just dubbing it into... Yeah. Yeah. And doing it without Kojima, Hideo Kojima, who came up with Metal Gear, Death Stranding, Castlevania, or... Castlevania? No, not Castlevania. But there's... Very popular games. Zone Enders. Uh, but obviously doing it without his permission because they split ways a couple years back. And people are kind of outraged that they're just blatantly just being like, oh yeah, we're going to redo this. Oh, we're going to give it a different name. But um, no, we're not going to have Kojima's involvement. We don't need him. We don't need the original voice actors. We're just going to bring the audio over. Yeah, that's that's kind of a misrepresentation of what they said they're doing. I mean, if they're remastering the game, you would think they would be remastering all of it. The audio, the video, everything. And I don't know about you, I don't know how the, that sound quality is going to be. Because it's going to be on the PS5, by the way. Yeah, so PS5 to PS2, I mean, that's... That's a long, far cry from... No, different game system. They're, um... Genre. Series. Series, yeah. Okay. I will rephrase. That is a lot of technological changes over the course of that period of time. So, I'm thinking the sound quality is going to be garbage if they don't do something other than what they're now saying they're going to do. Plus, if you think about it, 
it with when they update all those graphics and then they have that sound you're going to sit there and the sound is going to sound even worse when you compare it to those enhanced graphics yeah well and on top of that they're like oh yeah we are adding new features to the game and this and that but the voice acting will be the same it's like so you are like remastering it you're redoing certain parts like they've added like a, what a lot of people are suspecting from the trailer that dropped was uh uh dealing with actual like because in the game you don't really deal with alligators that much i mean you can like shoot them and stuff and kill mm -hmm. them and i mean they can attack you but they said it's going to be more immersive, like you're going to actually be like going through the jungle, which is, that's when Metal Gear Solid 3 takes place. You're in the jungle, and I think it's during 19, right around the 1950s. So I believe it's a little bit before the Korean War. Okay. And the events that happen, I guess, in that game is what chains off the Korean War. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, the idea that they're remastering a game, giving it a new name, porting over the old audio, and really the only thing they're changing is the graphics of the game. Uh like Kyle said, it's 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 not going to match up, like, at all. And you're going to have these grand graphics with what's basically going to amount to, like, you, you've got a radio on, but your signal's bad. Well, it's going to amount to a bad download from Napster <laughs> on top of an amazing graphic set. <laughs> But it's like, that's what I, you know, you've got like the, the pixeling sound from static because, you know, the antenna on your radio isn't picking up uh, the radio station properly, you know? That's just how I imagine it's going to seem. Because well, that's, I mean, that's the technology that we had back then. Well, I mean, they said that they're adding new stuff to it, so the new stuff that they're adding is the, the character's not going to comment or have any dialogue around the new stuff that's happening that was added to the game and if they are how are you going to how are you going to do that are you are you going to cgi the audio uh well you can't cgi it that would be cga whatever because cgi is computer generated image audio is an image unless it's literally like spelling audio well, you understand what I'm saying, though. Like, are you gonna, are you gonna like create those from sound bites that you've taken prior and just piecing things, piecemealing things together? It's very possible. I mean, you could, but then that, I but that would sound different than the original audio, so it would be even worse because you'd have the original audio, which sounds like crap, and then the pixelated, you know, hodgepodge of audio that they put in on top of that. Well, I mean, if they go if they go that route where if they're just like taking the audio and then like remastering the audio through like a computer generated audio system or whatever, 
that could possibly work, but then I could see possible lawsuits because they didn't get the permission of those voice actors. Unless it falls under the original contract. Of, you know, we have fair use to use your voice because as we see fit. Because they did lend their voice to that game for Konami in the past. And were paid out for it. <clears throat> then it is technically, you know, the... It's technically the property of Konami. Property. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Now, if they were to take that audio and like make something new, I don't know how that would work. You know, if it's literally from the recordings, it may be legally acceptable. Yeah, it's just it's very it's a very like touchy subject. I was gonna say subject situation situation. Yeah, but it's it's supposed to be the game itself is from what I'm hearing people talking about, you know, rumors on Reddit and stuff that it's going to be a more open world style game versus how the other ones were to kind of just feed into that immersiveness yeah, with how the other ones were, you know, you went this certain path and you couldn't deviate from that. Yeah. Which it, it seems like that's kind of where the whole gaming industry is going like these re days. Redoing the video games and making them more open world. Yeah. Um, so, in, in that line, are there any games that you kind of wish would be remade to be more open world? Instead of, hey, you've got this path that you go on. I mean, they did it sort of like with Mario in the past. You know, the original Mario games, you literally just ran in a in one direction. You yeah. bing, boing, 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 boing. And then they did, what was it? Uh, Super Mario Galaxy was like the first real... Well, well no. 64. I was going to say 64 was, was the, the first. Well, that, that's the, well, but that wasn't... No, you still, you had a choice. The, I mean, the technological advancements of like open world kind of... Yeah, open world concept kind of came to life in Galaxy. But even Galaxy, you were kind of limited because you had to gather enough uh, stars in order to go to the next galaxy. So even that was limited on its open world basis. But anyway, it, like Mario sort of kept advancing, but not all games have done that. So That's true. Is, That's true. is there a game style that you would... Like, for example, you love... Uh, like the Legend of Zelda games. Yes, you know very much so. Uh, Pokemon. I know we've discussed this a lot of times. We wish that yes. there was a Pokemon game where you can literally go to all of the regions. Yeah, you know. region by region and be like, okay... Like I said, it would be awesome to have a Pokemon game that was Skyrim-styled. Yes. Like, well, you start off as a trainer, and then you're going to, like, the different... Not, not necessarily all the different areas, but, like... Starting in one area and like slowly expanding out, and then you can introduce the fast travel and everything once you've gotten the you know flyability and you know going up north to like an island or whatever. And you know, one of your Pokemon has surf or something like that, and it's actually you climbing on top of the Pokemon and making it realistic in the sense of, oh, yeah, let me climb on top of this Totodile and you surf. <laughs> or I'm gonna fly on a Pidgey. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, that shit don't work. It needs to be bigger. Yeah, um, it would have to be like you're in the Kanto region and I am going to fly to... Or even you have, like, you can pick any of the former regions to start in. Yeah. And then, like, you do whatever the, you know... Whatever like, that... E- even if it was gyms. sun and moon, you go through, you do all the trials, and then after that, you can pick another region to go to. You go through and you do all the gyms. Then, when you finish that, you go to another region... You know, give it the ability to choose. You don't necessarily start in Kanto, then go to Johto, then go to Hoenn, then go to Sinnoh. Well, no, I was I was going to say, jumping off of that, you start in, like, whatever region you want to pick, like Kanto, Johto, whatever, and then from that spot, you're starting with all the, you know, Pokemon specific... To that region. And then once you're done with that region... Then, like, another border, you know, multiple borders open up for you to go, okay, now you have an option to, like, go to all these different places and, you know, make it where it's, like, you know, if you want to go to, you know, if you're starting in Johto and you want to go back to the first region, Kanto, you have that option. Or if you want, instead of doing that, you can... Go to Hoenn. Yeah. And I I think... um... Because, what, by then, your Pokemon would be... High level, at least. Now, here's the question. Would you follow the path of the anime, and every time you jump regions, you start from scratch? It would be a possibility. But you wouldn't have to. I mean, the only one he brought with him was Pikachu. Yeah, but think about how many other people didn't. Like, uh, when they had the Silver Conference in Johto, Harrison came over from Hoenn, and he had Blaziken. That's he, didn't, true. he didn't come over with, you know, just his Torchic. That's true. I would say you would be able to bring... No, you would be able to bring whatever because once you're done with that specific region, now the game has adjusted to your level. Yeah. Okay. Of... Not only that, but it, you know, maybe find a way that the starters from the other regions... You know, you can occasionally find them in the wild. Yeah. You know, because, like, think about Ash. He had multiple starters, and he didn't get them all from Oak. No. He didn't get them all from... In fact, I think the only starter he actually got from, like, a professor was... Um... Wait. I don't know if he actually got his Litten or Rowlet from the professor. I think he just had them take care of him for him. I know he didn't get Litten from him. Yeah. Litten was a cat that was just... It was a feral cat that was in the in the wild, and it stole a bunch of food from places, and he ended up making friends with it, and eventually it became his. Well, I know he got one Pokemon from a professor at some point, but I don't remember which one it was now. I know he got Pikachu from Professor Oak. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> But the rest of them he caught in the wild. And in the games, you can't get them in the wild. That's But in true. this one, it's more of a, like, if Pokemon was real life. But you could also have it where you get to a certain point, you can hit a time warp and go to Hisui from Sinnoh. You know, it's like, whoa, I just went back in time. Yeah. Or, you know, also in Sinnoh, you have Giratina, you know, and you get somehow sucked into the reverse world or... Know, whatever, but you know, 
in like with Legend of Zelda. You know, you have a game where you go through and you know, you could go after Majora's Mask, the Ocarina of Time, the Skyward Sword, you know, you end up going into like some alternate reality where you turn into paper, you know, some time loop happens and you become young or, you know, then you become a tune, you know, a game that combines all of the previous games in a just one open world and you get to experience them all, all over again with, for most of the games, like in Zelda, enhanced graphics. Yeah. Because the old school Zelda games, not the best on the graphics. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you gotta understand though, the older games... That was state but I mean, of the art when it, technology. Wouldn't it be so cool to go back and you know, like the original one where you're starting out like in your little tree village and you're going around with your little fairy and you know, wouldn't it be cool to experience that in today's graphics? Yes and no. Uh, I think I, th- I think part of the greatness of that original game was its simplicity and the fact that it was an open world. It, you know, it was. You could go anywhere. You wouldn't live long, but you could go anywhere on the map. Uh, but its overall simplicity was one of the great things about it. I, you would I, I feel appreciate like, simplicity. Like, I enjoy... I, I love Tears of the Kingdom now with the graphics that we have available now. But I, I don't know if I want the original game in today's graphics, to be honest. But even if the gameplay was exactly the same... Well, if the gameplay was exactly the same, yeah, I, I suppose it'd be phenomenal. But, like, I, I don't know. It's that iconic, small little, you know, 8-bit, pixelated character that started it all. Would it be cool to see it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure if I would enjoy it as much. You know what open world game I, I would like, but I mean technically there is already a game like it. What's up? Driver. Do you ever play Driver? Is that the one with the uh, red Corvette on the front? So are you thinking Crew? Is is that the game you're thinking of? That's kind of the open world version of that. Well, no, because when they the last Driver game that came out, which came out in, uh, for the PS3. It was, it very much felt like it stole just, or actually, Driver 2 or 3, I think it was 2, very much stole from Grand Theft Auto. Because you were able to run around, you were able, you had weapons and stuff, and all that. I would like it if it was open world, not GTA style, where you're fucking killing people and committing crimes and all that shit you're just literally you're a you're a driver like you oh it's it would almost be like a Fast and the Furious game now that I'm thinking about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) although that would still be cool I mean it would still be pretty cool to like do those types of missions where you know you know rich person wants this car delivered to them by this time and you literally have to, like, make a plan to steal that car, and you can make it where, you know, you can make a plan to just blatantly, like, 
fucking bust the window, take the car, or do it like sneakily like and like disable the alarm system, learn how to do it and all in the game, and then drive it there. And for once, have it where sort it's, of like a mixture of uh, Grand Theft Auto and Watch Dogs. Yeah, but also make it where it's realistic for the driving, because so many driving games, minus the only one that I know of that is like spot on, is Gran Turismo. Every other driving game is like it's too arcadey. Like it doesn't doesn't feel real. Like if you're playing GTA, it's you, you hold down a button and the car goes. Yeah. Make it where it's it's pressure sensitive to the point where you can... And it has, you know, your speedometer and everything. And it, you know, sits there and says how fast you're going. If you're going 20, 25, 30. And there actually be speed limit signs and... Well, Kyle brought this up last time, but... Like, what about with a game like that, if you have the steering wheel and the pedals that you have to use would make it even better. I mean, I feel like that would make it more immersive. You know, if maybe even... Plus, in this day and age, you could even make it, like, Bluetooth kind of thing. You yeah. plug in the, like, the little... You don't need the cord, but you have the little, uh, like, USB flash drive kind of thing. You yeah. plug that in, and your steering wheel and stuff is controlled via... And then even, to take that a step further, put it into the VR, too. I was just thinking that. Put it in with a VR... And then it's very immersive. You know, you step in the car and it's it feels like you're stepping into an actual car and doing the actual speed limit and there, you know, be actual consequences. Like, say, you're taking said car and it gets reported stolen. So then you have, like, options of, okay, do you, do you ditch the car and try and get it again later? Or do you... Ditch the car and take a different one completely? Yeah. Or do you try and get there without getting seen by the cops or caught by the cops. Okay, so if you were doing that, would you have, like, the wanted system similar to Grand Theft Auto, or would you do a different one altogether? I would do a different one altogether to make it more difficult. So how did, how would that work? It would be in a sense of you would have, I mean, obviously you could have, like, a police scanner for your character, and then could literally just pick up like on the police scanner, like, you know, all points bulletin, blah, 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 subject driving, you know, whatever car, you know, fucking Tonka toy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we know you're driving. <laughs> but it's like, and then you use that police scanner to, like, figure out, okay, do they know where I am? And then the longer the time goes, the more police start getting involved of okay this person still hasn't been caught we're trying to find this person trying to find this car and then you know it starts off it's just like in your township and then it's you know statewide and then it's countrywide it's very like Gran Turismo meets Need for Speed meets Grand Theft Auto meets yeah. Driver pretty much combining the aspects of all the different games into one like super game yeah I, I like it I would like that. I, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, who can we pitch this to? <laughs> the two and a half people that listen to us. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, th I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking like we need to go like you know, what company would be the best to make this and say, hey, yo, make this. 
We don't even need credit, but give us credit. The people that make Gran Turismo. <laughs> I so, mean, they've got the, the car physics down and everything, and the only thing that they would have to work on is, like, the, the sensitivity of, like, if you're playing it on a controller or VR headset. Yeah. So, Danny. So, hit me up. <laughs> is there any... If you're not convinced on the link... Um. See the open world games I I play. I just I, I love them, and the I don't want to call like them side ones? scrollers, like like a uh, Subnautica, beautiful beautiful that's, open that's world. Kind of... That that is open world. I mean, you can go anywhere on the map at any time. Yeah, but any it, reason, it's, you literally only have that one world. That's true. That's true. You do. Uh, unless you then go to below zero, in which case you get you got a different setup for it. But, uh, like, I love my open world games. I don't know that my normal 2D, you know, side-scrolling type games are ones that I would necessarily look at and be like, okay, so this should be open world. I mean, other than Pokemon, which I would love exactly what you were talking about, that game where, you know, all the and, regions and are involved. It, have it be in, like, the style of Sword and Shield where, you know, sure, you can go into the grass for some, you hit trees for some, you, you know, some are, you know... The, yeah, like the Legends stronger, The stronger ones are actually out and about. Just combine the Shield, Sword, Arceus, Scarlet, Violet. You know, take little aspects of each one of those and just combine them with the original, you know, hey, you start here, you go get badges, you face the Elite Four, you go here, you you know. And then at the very end, after you've conquered all the regions, you can have a tournament that has every gym leader that you faced, every, and throw in Orange Archipelago too. That'd be fun. Ooh. Very similar to the Sun Moon, but at the end of the game, all the gym leaders, all of the Elite Fours, all the champions, all of the big characters that you faced, you can have like a Masters tournament against all of them, and each time it's just random who faces who, so you're not like, I, play, I face him, then him, then him, then her, then him. Every time. That would be incredibly fun. That was that's how I imagine it in my head. Who do we pitch this to? That would be Nintendo. Okay, let's talk to Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> I have. So, because not related to Mortal Kombat, because Mortal Kombat, I think what what Nether Realms is doing with Mortal Kombat I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't really think it needs to be touched on. I, I like how they, they have it just be the regular like arcade fighting game but also give it a story on top of it. You know, yeah. It's not just an arcade, it's got a little extra but it still has that arcade feel as well. I would love for them to, if they redid Double Dragon but made it into an RPG. You know what? 
where you have the option to play either brother, and you can train in the open world. And you know what? I would be into that. And go to like different dojos and different fighting styles and learn different ways. And then on top of that, learning to control whichever piece of the medallion you choose. I would totally be down with that. Yeah, that that's a good one. That, that's a really good one. Or, because if Darren's listening, Street Fighter. Me and him have talked about how cool it would be to have, This was back when Mortal Kombat did the, like, basically the create your own character. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that it's not really a create your own character. It's the character that they basically had you design as you're fighting through. But do that with Street Fighter. Have it be, like, a no-name character that you get to make, and then you go into the open world of Street Fighter, and you get entered into the tournament for whatever reason. You, you want money, or, you know, someone's dying, and the only way to save them is to, you know, enter this tournament. Or such-and-such such killed one of your family yeah. members, and they're in this tournament, so this is your revenge. Yeah. You know, if your last name's Untoka or you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but so... Or if you want to hunt some bison. <laughs> so you make your own Street Fighter character, and then that character can go to the other characters, and you or they're like dojos, and you can learn their fighting styles. Basically create your own ultimate Street Fighter. And then... Once you've done all of that... Once you've done it for a guile. Yeah. <laughs> you go into the actual tournament with the fighting moves and, you know, techniques that you want and go into the actual Street Fighter tournament and do, like, the normal arcade Street Fighter. And like then, you're an action figure Dalsim. I, I had something similar, but for me, I kind of wanted, I, I thought of more of like a Dragon Ball style. Like, I, I think it was uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 3 or Budokai 3 or something, where you could fly around Earth and look for Dragon Balls. <clears throat> that was... Well, they had sagas that was kind of an RPG. But what, what was I was like imagining a... was... Um, like, you know, you start off on Earth, but you could go to, like, Planet Vegeta, or Yardrat, or Namek, or King Kai's world, Supreme Kai's world, and you could, stu- and, like, learn the new techniques and everything. It's like in um, Xenoverse 2, how you have, you can learn their techniques by training with them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's where you can actually go to the different planets, and, you know, you do various assignments on the planets, like Namek, I'm... Um, I mean, they're bound to be facing an invasion from somebody. Help little they, dream. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> they, they love having Namek get attacked. Like, Especially by Frieza's family. Frieza, Metacooler, Moro. Spoilers. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's a theme. So somebody is going to invade. But you can have, like, the characters from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, the movies... You know, like, you could make it like Dragon Ball Heroes, where 
anything and everything can be canon in that game. I also think it would be super cool to have a, like, James Bond game where you can literally go through and do all of the James Bond, you know, you know, find his gadgets, learn his gadgets, face Dr. No, face Goldfinger, you know, you know, get yourself a little bit of pussy galore, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, Squidward your way into Octopussy, <laughs> you know, just like, I think it'd be really cool because James Bond games are kind of fun because you can't win the game just by going around and shooting people. You know, you have to be stealthy. You have to use gadgets. You, it just, it has another aspect to it altogether than just a shooting game. So I think it'd be kind of cool to recreate all of the different villains and not necessarily just redo all the games, yeah. but just put in the villains that Bond has faced in the books, the movies, the games, whatever, and have them have to overcome whatever their plan is. Maybe have them all work together at the very end of the game to try and kill you, and you just be like, oh yeah, well, you know, I, I outsmarted you, and 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 uh, guess what? I did it all again. <laughs> that one would be a little more complex, but I still think it'd be kind of fun. Uh, I It's been a long time since I've really felt like there was a super awesome spy game. That I've known of. There might be one out there I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I can't think of any that are like, you know, find the clues and solve the case and, you know, get all the gadget and all that. Yeah, I can't think of anything like that. Uh, I mean, the only... The only games I can really think of that are kind of like that are like Batman Arkham Knight. Because that's, you know, finding clues. Actually, funny enough, that gadgets. one was kind of... The Arkham games were where I kind of felt like the style would be perfect for a Bond game. Which, weirdly enough, even though... I mean, the Arkham games themselves, even though they're set in a specific place, it feels very open world. It does. Uh, especially night, because you basically have most of Gotham. Yeah. Now, I would love to see a like a superhero game where you can go like, you know, you go to Gotham and play as Batman, you go to Metropolis, you play as Superman, you go to Central City, you play as the Flash, you go to National City, play as Supergirl, you go to Coast City and you you play as Hal Jordan, you go to the Watchtower, you can, you know, I think it'd be really cool to have a game where you can go to all these different places and just feel that enjoyment. Each city has a different, not necessarily persona, but a different vibe. Yeah. No, I, I, he's Central City. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Santa Prisca, you, you battle Bane. You know, go to Gotham, you can fight anybody. Another game that's kind of like that, that's, I guess, kind of like a spy game, would be Assassin's Creed. Well, but see, that's... That's kind of what I want. But it's it's not really a spy game as much as it's all stealth. Well, I mean, the minus the one that's going to be coming out soon, Assassin's Creed Mirage, the Ooh. past two have been very 
they've been very RPG, very open world, but not not stealthy. Like the last one, the I like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That and Black Flag both kind of. Valhalla was definitely not not stealthy at all, and neither would and the Odyssey. Odyssey wasn't very stealthy either. It felt very much like okay, get these weapons. These weapons are awesome. Basically, building your character for an RPG and then not really having to be stealthy about anything because your character is now so OP who needs to be fucking stealthy. I can just walk <laughs> in and just kill everybody. With the older Assassin's Creed games, you got to that point, but you still wanted to be stealthy because you could still be killed. Even if you were, even like in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, you literally make your own Assassin's Brotherhood and like once you max him out, you can do like a whistle and a bunch of assassins show up and they shoot arrows down at your enemies to kill them. Like, very OP ability. But you can still be killed because not all those arrows are going to kill every single enemy. Right. Not only that, but, you know, it's an OP technique, but you yourself are not so OP that you can just be like, you know, yeah, well, I don't care. You know, shoot that freaking missile launcher at me won't hurt me which I'm excited for Assassin's Creed Mirage because they said it's more leaning back towards the older style of Assassin's Creed games of like 1 and 2 and 3 where it's it's still slightly that open world RPG-ness to it but it's more focused in on the stealth and supposedly you're only going to have a sword and a dagger that's it that those are your weapons. If you can actually steal weapons from enemies, which has kind of always been a thing with Assassin's Creed, that you're able to like disarm your opponent and then kill them with their weapon. I would love... I've always enjoyed, like, in the Arkham games, how you could do, like, the specialty... The takedowns? Yeah. Um... Which they're doing something similar in Assassin's Creed Mirage, yeah. and the it just it was always cool because it wasn't just you know oh hey I punch you kick you you get knocked out but there were actual counters and you know you could take him down by gliding in and kicking him or you know the like the last one you always zoomed in and showed the hit I always loved that because it gave it a little bit more of you know a movie feel than just, oh, hey, I, I hit him with a bunch of buttons. He knocked out. Cool. Yeah, in the, in the trailer for it, it uh, one of the scenes that shows him, like, jumping down and having kind of like what in Arkham Knight, that field of vision or whatever that hits and <clears throat> you can see your targets and do, like, hit multiple buttons and he goes and hits each of those targets. It kind of has that same look. Like, he jumps down and then it highlights, like, three of the enemies up in blue, which are all, I guess, like, assassinable. That's a new word. And then you can kill the one, kill the other one, and then kill the other one before, you know, they alert any guards. You know what? Now that I think about it, there is... There are two games I would like to see made. So, 
I would like to see something along the lines of like what we're talking about with Pokemon for Final Fantasy. All of the Final Fantasy games going from one to the next to the next. But I mean, that would be like the biggest game ever made size-wise, you know, that because those are all ginormous games to begin with. And they're all different. Yeah, but like you would do one storyline in an open world setting and then once you came to the climax of that and you know either the character died or whatever you jump to the next one. And then you'd be able to go all the way up through Noctis and go so Final Fantasy combined with Quantum Leap. Something like that. <laughs> Actually that would be I think the way that that would be done well is to start off like with with the first one mm-hmm. and then give it you know say two months and then put an update out for the second one and then give it like another two months put an update mm-hmm. out for the third one but you'd have to have it like find a an interesting way to link it to the one prior but I mean just with the game like that and even like with Pokemon you would probably have to do it in sections, you probably couldn't release the game straight up, ready to play all the way through. It would have to take too massive. Yeah. The other one I'd like to see is uh, I'm, I'm a long-standing fan of the WWE games. I'd like to see one that updates weekly with the storylines on TV. I would say that. Would That's be. not exactly an open world, though. That's just. Uh, Like a game that you would like them to just make. The open world side of it would be you could, you know, decide where to inject yourself within whatever storylines are going on that week. You know, because there's, you know, six, seven, eight different storylines on the show. You could inject yourself into this one and play it out. And then, you know, the following, you know, month or whatever after the pay-per-view, there's a whole new set of stories and then you could say okay well I'm, I, I cleared this one out I'm, I'm going to jump to this storyline because I'm really digging it right now. One game that you know very similar to that how it's a game that they haven't really done anything similar yet I would like an open world Transformers game and one where it's now they've done like kind of you know, they've done Transformers games in the past, and they've done some where it's a very open world like style. But I would like one where it's, you know, you've taken the comic or the you know, the cartoons where it's like, you know, the old school Transformers. You have Transformers or Armada, you have Transformers Energon, Transformers Cybertron, you have uh, Beast Wars, you have you know, the movies where they introduce the Dinobots, they have, you know, Optimus Primal, they have Sentinels, they have all of these different Transformers, and you can just go through, and you can, you know, maybe you start off as, you know, just a car. Maybe you start off without being able to transform, and then later on in the game, you're like, oh my god, I can transform now. Or maybe you start as the human that yeah. runs into the Transformers. No, I don't. I don't know why the Transformer would be British, but whatever. Yeah. But it would just. It would be so cool, in my opinion. 
Okay. <laughs> it would be cool, in my opinion, to be able to go through the game and just have all the different styles of Transformers in one game. Because, you know, you have so many varying ones. You have... Constructicons. You know, yeah. Uh, Decepticons. And uh, you have mini-cons. You have... Criticons. Yeah. I just I think it'd be really cool to have a game where they incorporate all of the different kinds of Transformers. And you have Optimus Prime has been various types of trucks. You have... Uh, Bumblebee's been a bug, he's been a Camaro. You know, you have, in the old cartoons, Bumblebee was kind of turned into Red Alert, or uh, Hot Shot, but you have, like, Red Alert, who is an ambulance. You know, Jetfire has been a shuttle or a cargo plane, or in the case of Revenge of the Fallen, he was a freaking, like, SR-71. Yeah. But I would just, I would, I've always been a fan of Transformers. More the... Like the cartoons than the movies, just because the movies like I feel like they put a little too much into you know just trying to make them look cool than they do actually giving them their dues. But I thought of another good open world video game, Mega Man. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, on that, like, Sonic, too. Like, have all of Sonic's different adventures combined into one. Well, they kind of did a Sonic open world, which is the Sonic Frontiers. Mm -hmm. Well, and they also did Sonic Worlds. Yeah. Frontiers, that actually looks really good. And they've done RPGs with Sonic also. Yeah. But they've never done that with Mega Man. That's true, they have not. They, well... They slightly did it with, uh, I think it was Mega Man X 8 or 9. And it was it was when they were trying to transition from the side-scroller to like like a 3D. Yeah. And it just... It, it didn't work. It didn't feel right. No. But Ooh. I feel like now would be a good time for them to do that because now the graphics have gotten better, the... Gaming systems have gotten better. Maybe Metroid. Ooh. Do it in do it in the style of Metroid. Yeah. Because I mean, and you have the choice. You could do either the Mega Man series with you know having Scissors Man, Proto Man, all that, and then you can also do the X series, and then doing the X series have the choice of playing as X or Zero. Another th another thing I thought of, they've done this, but, you know, you've got Mario Kart, um, they've done, like, Bandicoot racing, uh, I think it was called Crash Racing, but still. They had Sonic All-Star racing. Yeah. Um, and, like, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon kind of things. I think it'd be super cool. Marvel versus DC. But, Cars. You know, it's just, you've got Marvel characters and DC characters racing in cars. You have, like, uh, you know, the Batmobile, and then... You Lost know, its wheel. <laughs> Joker got away. And then, you know, Captain America's on a bike. You know, Tony Stark could have a, an Iron Man style. You know how Hot Wheels puts out, yeah. you know, 
cars designed after the I'm having <laughs> issues on And then this I just one. like I could picture, you know, the thing has like a Flintstones kind of car. <laughs> Invisible woman, you know, hers is cloaked. Mr. Fantastic his his like stretches up. No, I just I feel like you could do like a very Mario Kart style game with the superhero. I could see it being done, but I don't know that I would I don't know that I'd buy it cuz I mean the majority like a whole crap ton of these heroes fly. So no, putting it, them it would be... into a card does not No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Like the heroes I I'm talking like it's a car based on the the superheroes. Well then I would pick the Flash's car. It's the fastest one. I win. <laughs> the designs would be the... I know. It's like cars. You know how the cars are themselves? They're alive. It's like the superheroes are the now chat. cars. Like... We did have some lightning earlier. Batman, Batman is the Batmobile. And they're like, for the characters that fly, have them be jets. Planes. Helicopters. So are we talking a racing game? Or That's what we... I was thinking, yes. Like Mario Kart. Just with superhero cars. Okay. And, you know, like, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, which then just became Sonic... Racing. Racing. But, like, in the... There was one where your vehicles turned into planes and boats. You know, so you could have the different kinds of superheroes be different kinds of vehicles. So, you know, like Batman, you could have a Batcopter, a Batwing, you know, Batmobile, Bat Super Scooter, <laughs> <laughs> Bat Rollerblades, Bat Skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman where he's on Alfred's shoulders and Alfred is running while giving him a piggyback ride oh god that'd be hilarious watch me do this bat flip <laughs> but I just I think that'd be super cool to just have you know cars you know made to look like superheroes that you can race with but I'm I'm impartial because or I am partial because I love both of those things Okay. I'm good with that. Are you good with that? Are there any games that you want them to make that aren't necessarily already made? Specifically? Like any style of game or, for example, you know, G.I. Joe style Mortal Kombat. Ooh, that could actually work. A Mortal Kombat style G.I. Joe. Boy, am I glad that that just flew out of my brain. I hadn't thought of that until this second, and I kind of like it. That was pretty brilliant, actually. I would like a Superman game that's done in the style of No Man's Sky. Ooh. That's also brilliant. Oh. Start on Earth. 
Plus, not only that, you can incorporate other characters. You know, you go to Earth, and if you're in Gotham, maybe you see Batman. Or, you know, you talk to Batman. You go to Mars, and hey, look, Martian Manhunter, yo, what up, dude? You know, Green, ooh, or even Green Lantern. Yeah. You know, you go to different sectors and play as a different lantern. Oh! Hey. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here I thought you thought of something. Come on now. <laughs> I did think of something and it was brilliant. <laughs> but no, that, that would be cool. That would be really cool. You know, and then like if it's a lantern game, you could go to, you know, Krypton, which somehow is still there. And hey, look, Superman, you know what up? Because <laughs> remember how that sometimes they brought it back. And he would go live on Krypton for some time and then go back to Earth. Yeah. You know, Argo, whatever. Argo 7. But, you you know, you could travel the vast universe and run into different characters. And main reason why I picked Superman is because, you know, Superman is has that ability of being able to travel super fucking fast. Mm-hmm. And the only problem with him is some planets he loses his powers. That's where it would be awesome. Because then, say, you know, you're fighting a villain, and, you know, in the storyline, said villain knocks you to a planet, and you're in a solar system that has a red sun, and you start losing your abilities the longer you're there in that solar system. So you have to accomplish your mission before... But you would have to have a way to get back. Yeah, so then you would be on, say, a planet and talk to the, you know, life forms there and figure out how to, you know, make a spaceship, something like that, to be able to fly off of that planet and get away from that solar system. That way you get your power or your abilities or go to a solar system that has a yellow sun. That way you can get your abilities back. (coughs) Or even if you got knocked far enough away from the sun... In, like, our solar system. Yeah. If he got hit to, like, you know, Neptune, barely any light gets there. Yeah. So he would have just basically his reservoir, and that's it. Because he would not be close enough for it to give him any kind of power at all. Yeah. Back to him, it would just be, a, like, a star to us. That would be an interesting game. Short break from our non-existent sponsors. Hope you enjoyed that short non-sponsor break. I did. I ate chicken and fries. Me too. It was good. Good break. Good break. Yeah. Good break. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I know, you know, earlier we spoke of Metal Gear Solid. Yes. And that is... Something that they are planning on turning into a movie. Uh, Twisted Metal is being turned into a series. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, With some of your favorite characters that have not necessarily been, you know, taken to film or television. Like in the case of, you know, Solid Snake. He has yet to actually become... Although, he has been casted. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. But again, he has not yet been portrayed in live action because it's still just in production. Yeah. Who do you think would be the perfect actor to play your favorite characters? Oof. Um, 
<coughs> from, for Metal Gear Solid. <coughs> I would not say Isaac. I, but Oscar Isaac, I would say he he's, has, he's talented enough to be able to pull it off. Yes. Granted, is talented enough to pull it off. He would probably be amazing if they ever make the fucking movie. <laughs> because it's in, you know, been in production hell for like 15 years. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that long. I'd say more like, you know, 12. But I would say Jensen Ackles for Solid Snake. Or Scott Eastwood. Yeah, Scott Eastwood. Or, uh... Would be another good one. Ironically enough, <clears throat> I'd say Chris Evans. I, <clears throat> I think a Hemsworth could probably... Depending on the age that you're doing, Snake. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, if you went young, Liam could probably fit pretty well. Now, an older one, I don't know how Chris would do... Just because he's kind of in that age group where Snake wasn't really, you know, it plus, I mean, that, that'd be kind of similar to his extraction thing. Which is why he'd be really good at it. And now thinking about it, Chris Hemsworth would be really great at playing Solid Snake because in case most people don't know, Solid <coughs> Snake and Liquid Snake, they're, they're twins. They look very similar, if not identical. So have one Hemsworth be one and the other be the other? You could either do that, or you could have Chris play as solid and as liquid. Alright, but what about Opposing Gas character. Huh? Opposing characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about Gas Snake? No, Solidus doesn't come in until <clears throat> way later. <clears throat> <clears throat> Which then, Chris Evans could play as Solidus. He's got that same... Uh, Chris Evans, in my opinion, is very underrated. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> fantastic action star. Fantastic comedy star, too. Fantastic four star. Captain Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, um, other than that, I would say... <sighs> a, a movie, a video, video game movie that they haven't made... I don't know how they would do it, but I would love to see a Devil May Cry. Ooh. Like, legit <clears throat> movie. Do you have any specific actors to play Dante? Honestly, I would say... and I'm not stuck on Supernatural, but Jared Padalecki. He's got... He's got the same facial features as Dante. And he's got that... Ser can be very, very serious, but at the same time... Very, Why very, so serious? Very, very goofy while being serious. <clears throat> but then, he would also have to play his <clears throat> brother. <laughs> You're into this... Uh, I'm you into know. twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's a theme going on here. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Uh, there are a couple. I mean, he's not exactly one of my favorite characters, but he's definitely one of my... I, I've 
I've always loved him as a character. It's just he's not one that I would necessarily consider to be my favorite video game character of all time. Now, I think that Tom Holland would make a really good link. And Are you I, basing off of that <clears throat> off of the, uh, the AI-generated Netflix poster that they did? No. But <clears throat> the, I actually thought that before when he was Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, was it because of the... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Um, like, he was standing there in his Spider-Man suit, and he just, you know, he had the, uh, the mask off. And I just thought, he has that young look and the physical capability to be Link. Because Link being an elf, you know, he's obviously a lot younger than he actually looks. Or yeah. older than he actually looks. <clears throat> yeah. So you would need someone, you know, young, but also capable of doing Link's moves. And given his gymnastics background and his ability to do the Spider-Man moves, he just kind of fit all the check marks for me as Link. Huh. <clears throat> um, I, I was thinking someone completely different. Who'd you have in mind for Link? Tom Hiddleston. Ah, <clears throat> see, he looks I... the part. He has the ability to play the role in the serious mode and in the goofy mode. Which you know, if you've <clears throat> ever watched the Legend of Zelda uh, cartoon series back in the day, we don't talk about that cartoon series. <laughs> it, it was. It, it was. He had his goofy side. And I think I think he would have made a well portrayed Link all around. Uh, I can see it. <clears throat> Not the sidetrack or anything, but did you guys see the uh, the announcement of the live action cast of Hercules? I did not. So the guy playing Hercules, <clears throat> he's no name. Actor. Tom Hiddleston, Hades. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I wanted that so badly. But the thing that I love the most, Danny DeVito's in it. He's playing his old character? Yes. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> well, since they designed the character off of his look, that's perfect. And oh god, he's going to be shirtless, isn't he? Probably. <laughs> oh, good god, that's going to be weird. And then uh, the guy is playing uh, Pain and... Uh... Oh, what was the blue one's name? I know Pain was the big... Agony? Suffering? Misery? I haven't seen this in a very long time, so I don't remember who's in it. But, uh, it's gonna be... Uh, I think it was Seth Rogen playing as Pain. And... Oh, God, what's the actor's name? He's the... <clears throat> well, if I say that one skinny dude that's in, like, all the pot-smoking movies, that could literally be anybody. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Michael Sarah? No, not Michael Sarah. Sir, hopefully not James Franco. No. Jay Bruchel. Who's that? Um, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes, that. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> huh. I forget. And then they've got someone playing as Meg, which when I was looking at her, I was like, "Yes, that is Meg." <laughs> it's the. Uh... <sighs> Fuck, I forget her name. 
<laughs> the fuck. <laughs> it's the uh fuck. Uh Yeah, that chick. <laughs> Do you remember anything she's been in? No. <laughs> Do you remember anything that she's done? No. Do you, Do you remember, remember anything, anything she about looks her? Like? Uh she's brunette. <clears throat> well that would make sense for the character. Fairly young. That would make sense for the character. I know I've seen her in something. Well, that recent. doesn't really matter to the character. <clears throat> no, I mean like she was in a TV series, or I want to say it was a TV series. Yeah. Oh well. But I anyway, feel I feel like we're gonna be doing this all night. The the casting <clears throat> for it. Spot on. Look, look <clears throat> I was, gonna be good. When they said they were doing a live action Hades, I was really hoping that it was going to end up being Tom Hilston. Because I just... I, I he has that look. I really want it. I really, really want it. I want Zeus to be played by Chris Hemsworth. I just really, really want it. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> because it would just... <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Thor and, and Loki. Hercules and Hades. Yeah. I mean, it... I, they, they don't even have to change the lines, brother. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so who who do you have as Zelda? For Zelda, I... A chick. Not necessarily anymore. No. I mean, if you cast Johnny Depp, uh, he'd probably be able to pull it off. I wouldn't doubt it. No, that guy can do almost anything. Um, Zelda's a little trickier just because, you know, the whole chic thing, you know. She is very chic. Well, you'd want to, you'd want someone to pull off both characters. Yeah. And, like, when I originally would have picked a character of Zelda... I wouldn't have included that. <clears throat> I'd have to go with someone like a, maybe like a Joey King who's kind of able to do multiple aspects of a character. I've got somebody. I was going to go with Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, I don't know about her just because of the fact that, you know... <clears throat> Now, if you were doing uh, Tom Hiddleston, that would be different because the age. But she always what? looked a little bit older than Link. When I say this, you're going to be like, that's spot on. Chloe. Hmm. <laughs> Chloe Motes, greats. Grace. <clears throat> <laughs> Chloe Motes, greats. <clears throat> that's, that's nice. I don't know what... Uh, what, what she's doing, moting greats, but all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. And, I mean, she has proven that she can pull off the... being the, you know, very ladylike type person, and also chic. And, uh... I don't know about you guys, but I had, uh... Ganondorf. I felt like we you could go either two ways. You could either focus on him looking like older or being more like imposing. 
<laughs> I just thought of someone that would be a good fit. <laughs> Gerard Butler. That was my thought! <laughs> but I thought if you were going like you if you wanted to make him seem older, I was thinking like Gary Oldman. Because he can transform into like any character, but if you wanted him to look like the you know, the the strong like Ganondorf. Yeah. I had Gerard Butler just <clears throat> automatically like First person that popped into my head was him. I could see that. <clears throat> but there are times where Ganondorf, Ganondorf, Ganon, Gan, Ganondorf. That, yeah, that dude. It you know you see him as just being like a very old man, like not necessarily feeble, but comparatively to Link and Zelda, it's like you know you look old as shit. It's like Gargamel to the Smurfs. Which is part of the reason I was going to say <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, God, no. He's old. He, he, has, he has, you know, still has some muscle. I mean, I, I don't like him personally. <clears throat> no, on, just give it up, Link. You can't beat me. I will dominate you. No, I, I can't. Get to I the chopper, Link. <laughs> the what? Oh, that's right. Wrong time. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't get behind him as Ganondorf just because of the fact of it. it it's. Uh, I'm going to go through it, and I'll be like, you know. You can't tell me Ganondorf would not take his mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be looking at him, and I would just. I would. I would want him to put on sunglasses and just like fling a shotgun over his shoulder. I. <laughs> I would just, I would want him to be a Terminator at that point. Like, I, I'm sorry. I. No. 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 You would ruin Ganondorf with that. No. Although. Funny thing. You know, we're talking about our favorite characters. My favorite, probably, com or comic video game character I, I can't even have them put into a movie because it would just be too similar who's that? Fox McCloud all I see is them making him look like Rocket yep in which case I cannot imagine anyone doing the voice other than Bradley Cooper yeah <clears throat> but he's just he's one of those you know He's this cocky young pilot, but at the same time, he's mature and caring, and it's just like, you know, he's a well-rounded character, and he flies through space, man, and he's a freaking fox. Yeah, but that, that, you know, that would be a voice, a voice acting role, obviously. Yeah. And in which case, I could imagine Dwayne Johnson being the voice of the, the dog. The, like the colonel, the space colonel. Yeah. They would totally make him into Rocket the Raccoon. They would. I, it would be hard not to. I mean, they look similar. Like, you look at Fox McCloud's design, and he almost has a Rocket Raccoon face. Well, to be fair, foxes <clears throat> and raccoons do look similar in their face. Yeah, except for the raccoons are thieves. They got little bandit masks on. And grubby little hands. 
and like to open trash cans and rip up your your garbage bags and pull out everything out and throw it all over your driveway. Oh wait, <laughs> talking about last night. <laughs> Throw it all over your driveway and go, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> why why do you not have any you know anything that I want to eat? So, okay. Here's an interesting question. Since we're going on like, you know, favorites. Um some of the games like we've mentioned some favorites in the past. Like some games that I would like to see again are games like Killzone. You know, games that you haven't really seen in a while that I kind of wish would just be like, you know, brought back. Even if it's not necessarily a redo, but like sort of like a remaster, you just, you know, update it for the current console and put it out on like PlayStation Plus. I mean, it was. I remember. I remember playing Killzone 3? That was for the PS3, right? Uh, I know the original Killzone was PlayStation 2, so I'm assuming Killzone 3 was 3. I remember playing 3 with, uh, with Darren, and we were playing online, and I really liked it. it and now, looking back on it, it very much reminds me... Destiny, Destiny reminds me of Killzone. Like, it seems like they just, like, took everything that Killzone did and, like, not necessarily upgraded it, but took, like, the uh, the character abilities and stuff that you could do in Killzone and applied them to Destiny. Now, one thing, I, I give Destiny a lot of crap just because it wasn't a very fun game to play by yourself, in my opinion. But I did like they had a bunch of different, like, you know, looks. Like, they put a lot into the visualization, visualization of it. And yeah. I do have to give them mass props on that one. And I mean, the, the co-oping was, was good. Because, you know, online, you get to play with your friends and everything. And you can do missions together and shit. And <clears throat> all that was fun and everything. But, uh... If you don't have, like, that friend with you when you go to go online, most of the time, the people that you get paired up with are either, you know, fucking 50 levels ahead of you, and then you just feel like you're either holding them back, or they're just... Tolerating you. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to feel that way. I want to be grouped with same-level people... And then, even then, you still get same-level people, but you can tell this is probably, like, their second, third, fourth character. And they're just, oh, I just made this character because I wanted, you know, to get, you know, trophies or achievements or whatever for it. And this is how you do this mission, and this is how you do this. And them basically telling you, this is how you do it. If you don't do it this way, you're wrong. So would you say that you are pro-co-op or against co-op, or does it, to you, does it based off the game. It's based off the game. One game that it's one of my favorites. I wish they would bring it back. And it's a co-op game. And it had there were only three in the series. Did you ever play Resistance Fall of Man? Yes. Well, 
I played one time with a buddy of mine. Which which one did you play? I don't know. I just know it was a resistance game. So, the first resistance game, it takes place during World War Two, and while you're fighting, you know, Nazis or whatever, there's an alien invasion. So, not only does, like, the shift change to, like, oh shit, Nazis are evil, it's, oh shit, these aliens are even more evil, because they're basically doing what the Nazis were doing, but better. <laughs> and to anybody. To everybody. <laughs> yeah. And to everyone. So, and then you get to play as a character who, you know, gets exposed to their... Oh, I, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't Resistance, it was Red Faction. Oh. That's what he was playing. You get exposed to, like, their alien DNA virus or whatever, and it basically makes you slightly, slightly superhuman. So... You can regenerate your health, you can move faster, you can handle more weaponry and stuff. Kind of, that way it kind of explains the whole, like, why is your health regenerating? Oh, it's because you were exposed to this, blah, 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 alien DNA. That's why you're able to do that. It was a fantastic co-op game. I remember when I lived with Mike, we, he got, he got that game, I think he rented it from Redbox, or this show how long ago it was. I think he rented it from Blockbuster. Ha! Be kind, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> but we... He rented it and we played it, I think it was... It was over the weekend, and it was literally within two days we beat the game on co-op. And you got, like, achievements for beating it on co-op. They wanted you to do co-op. Mm-hmm. And I just remember one part of the game that it was just so much fun. We were going in, and there was like all these, it was like a alien ship or whatever, and there were all these like alien eggs, and of course you know enemies throughout. And we, without even talking to each other, granted we're in the same room with each other, same screen. We both go different ways, and we literally mow down all the aliens and meet at the very back end of the level. <laughs> was fucking amazing. We were just like, did we just do that? Yeah, we just did that. <laughs> but I would love for them to remake that and like update the graphics and everything. Because the the second one was alright and then the third one, uh, online gaming started being like a huge thing. So they like just overfilled it with like online stuff. Like there was like no story mode to it. That's a shame. I, I like I I love story games. Like that is my biggest draw. That's what I look for. I want a good story in the in the games that I'm playing. Like that game, we played that one a lot, and we played. Uh, Do you ever play Army of Two? Yes. That game, I fucking. I love their masks, man. The masks were awesome, and the the banter between the both of them, and the obvious like insider jokes that they had with each other of like that would, that would be something that we would do yeah and it was fun game the second one was not as good as the first one but still pretty damn good but it was another like sense of you know you and a buddy are mercenaries and you're hired mercenaries and you go in and you know do dangerous missions and 
I think in the second one you go up against the agency that you work for. And the funny thing is that's the one that you had to play with two people. Yeah. You could not play that one single player. No. Well, I think in the second one you could play it a single player. Well, I never played the, the second one, so. The AI was dumb as <clears throat> shit. I didn't play the second one, I only played the first one. Like the AI in that one was pretty close to the AI smartness of Resident Evil Raccoon City. <laughs> That's saying something. I spent fucking ten minutes trying to get the AI off the elevator at Raccoon City. <laughs> because it would not let me progress any further unless that AI character was at the door. Yeah. So I literally had to go behind him and push him to the door. <laughs> Meanwhile, being attacked by zombies. My favorite's in like a, like in the Pokemon games where it'll you know if you're not doing online, you'll have a, a Pokemon sent out by one of the AI trainers, and it literally has the like say you're going up against fire type, it'll be a grass type. And it's like, thanks, dude. Yeah, they don't put much thought into that. So, how about you with co-op? I like, I like certain co-op games. Like, I am not a big MMO dude. I don't like, you know, the Fortnites and all that garbage that's out there. But, yeah. Massive multiplayer online? Yeah. Or... Do you not like FPS, first-person shooter? All of the like above. <laughs> I knew he didn't like first-person shooter. I've never heard it referred to as MMO before. Yeah, yeah, it's massive multiplayer online. Uh, but, like, games like No Man's Sky, where we've played together, Yeah. I, I love playing online with that. Like, I love the co-op portion of that game because the game is so massive, you almost need that to... And they keep updating it. Yeah, it, there's a new one. Singularity just yeah. got released. It just dropped. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 all for co-op in specific games. I wish they would have brought co-op to uh, Subnautica, because I mean they give you this. Well, did, didn't they do that? No, I no. The so. only way you can do that is by way of modding it, and you have to be like on Steam or on a computer or something. But, like, they give you this huge sub that has several different areas that you should be paying attention to, and it's just you. So i got to drive the sub, figure out what's going on with the sub, go fix the sub, hit this, hit that. I mean, there's all... I suddenly want to eat a sub. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wish they would have done co-op with that. Uh, or I hope they do in the future. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Please. Uh, I mean, there, there's just, there's some games that I want co-op in, there's some that I just don't. You know what would be kind of cool? An Aeronautica. Like, you're, you're in a, uh, you know, like a, a floating fortress, or a flying fortress, and it's basically like the same thing, just in the air. That'd be interesting. Like a... Floating fortress city type deal, and it's like a, Cloud City kind of deal. Have like zip lines running <clears> to each part. Makes me think of Bioshock Infinite. Have you ever played that? Mm -mm. Bioshock's another one that I. Yeah, that would be cool if that was co-op. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? 
Co-op? For the most part, yeah. Um, I, I like being able to play things with people. Uh, I would like... I would like for games to not be necessary for co-op. Unless it's games like Army of Two, where it's straight up from the beginning, you know, this is a two-person game. But there have been times where I've gotten a game, and it's like, oh, well, you know, 90% of the game is online. It's like, I don't play online enough for that, you know? Yeah. I usually, like I've said before, I only get online when you guys are online. Because then it's like, oh, cool. We get to, you know, not hang out together, but at the same time hang out together, you know? Yeah. Like, that that's my thing. And, you know, and I, and I like, you know, racing games or sports games, you know, wrestling games, where you can play side-by-side side in the same room, but also games where it's like No Man's Sky, and we get to go explore galaxies together, and it's like, oh, dude, come check this out. Oh, man, that's cool. Hey, look at that. We can build a base that's, you know... You build yours, you build yours, you build yours, and then we'll make it so that they form like this, you know, big base. So that we run the planet. Yeah. That, but at the same time, I feel like what you're kind of saying the same thing I am, that, you know, when there's a storied type of game, you want that story. You yes. don't want to have to deal or, with... I like games where... Online. You don't have to play with someone else. Yeah. You have the option of... Now, with No Man's Sky, obviously, it's not necessarily, you know, a story mode for one person. Because the story mode can still be done multiplayer. Well, and I'll be honest. No Man's Sky story mode leaves a lot to be desired. That was one thing I, that kind of well, I mean, was a downside. The original... When it first came out did not have a story mode didn't have multiplayer even though they promised it uh, it because it was is it was being treated as a game of exploration there's no story mode there's no leveling up there's no any of honestly there was no like upgrades or anything like that there your weapons or whatever you know how now we have like the you know, yeah. C B S there was none of that. It was just attachments that you could put on to your uh, mining tool. Like, you couldn't even really fight the sentinels. <coughs> the only thing you fought them with was your mining laser. Oof. Yeah. I remember I remember getting that game and playing it. And I played probably about two hours of it. And was like, I mean, it's, it's good. It's fun. It's very... It's very much dealing with like real world time because the planet I got stuck on when I first spawned my, the stuff I had to get to was literally 20 minutes away mm -hmm. like 20 minutes real life time away and I thought that was so cool I was like that's actually really fucking cool I hate that, that I'm 20 minutes away but that's really cool that they put that in the game and then they did the same thing when you're you know traveling through space if you're just sitting there just gliding through space towards the space station it literally tells you how long it would take you to get there yeah like, like a week a, a year, year. <laughs> and then and then you hit the boosters and it and it shoots down rapidly yeah i think the fact that they 
but then you have to recharge your boosters. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't have that option. Correct. I thought it was really cool that they did that, and they've done all these like free downloads or free updates or whatever. But the fact that they've had to do all the updates to it, like, I mean, you guys said it was going to be multiplayer before it even released, and then when you guys released it, you're like, oh, no, no, it's not really multiplayer. Like, you can visit other people's galaxies and all that, but it's, you don't interact, there's no interaction. Well, and now, and now clearly we can interact, but I, I, I don't feel like that they've done much with the story, the story mode, which kind of cut off abruptly with no resolution. For me, I, I don't even think I completed the story. Like I didn't. I haven't even gotten to the center. Yeah, I haven't either, because the story in and of itself just kind of dies out. I just, I feel like. Which, I mean, it definitely seems like they did. They kind of just threw the story mode in there for those people that are like, I need a story to go through. I need it. Yeah. Because I can't play a game where you just, you know... Are able to just run around and... Aimlessly. Yeah. You know, I, I need some sort of goal. Yeah, and actually, I, lied. I did I did go to the center of the universe, or the galaxy once. And it basically sent me to another galaxy and started all over. And it's like, well, that was a waste. See, I didn't go to the center. I just used one of those portals. And then that took me to another universe. Yeah, I went to the center because I wanted to see what would happen. And I happened to find a code. Wait, uh, don't, don't you get a trophy for coming to the center? Yes. So I did. I did go to the center because I platinumed No Man's Sky. I just don't remember doing that. <laughs> it well, must I mean, have been I, one of those nights where I was just like, you know what, fuck it, it's the last trophy. Let's go for it. Well, like there was somebody on YouTube that that was doing it, and they had the uh, they had a special planet that you that you warped to, found the planet, went there, and that directs you straight to the center. So I went ahead and did that, and I don't know. I just I felt like. The story didn't get any resolution from it. You just pop up in another galaxy on another planet the same way you did when you started the game with a busted ship that you have to go and find. I and mean, you basically just started all over. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, watching someone play on YouTube. What about the uh, the vast amounts of people that go and play video games online and develop a fan base from that. So, yeah, this is uh, this is something I've thought about extensively. I've had discussions with a lot of people varying uh, ages. And, I mean, it's been a cultural shift that has happened, you know, within the past 10, 20 years. Uh, you know, since the invention of YouTube... It's become a big deal, a big industry, but like the older generations don't understand it. They're like, why, why would I watch somebody play a game instead of just going and playing the game myself? Why are you watching football when you could be doing it yourself? Because they're too old and flabby and... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different culture from what it was when, you know, gaming was just coming into being. When gaming was just coming around, it was, you wanted to be the one playing the game, you wanted to be the first one to beat it, and it wasn't because you had a show to do with people watching you play. You were playing amongst your friends, and you wanted to be the first in your group. Not only that, but you didn't have, you know, the trophies or... Yeah. You know, there was there was nothing that you got from doing things in the game. You just wanted to get through it and beat it for bragging rights. Well, I know with... So, with me and Darren, because, I mean, I... I love watching people play video games on YouTube. Because I love seeing how they react to certain things that happen in the game that I... So do you watch before or after you've already played the game? Yes. Helpful. <laughs> Super I, helpful. I do both. Like, for example, I watched... Uh, I had never played Until Dawn until I watched uh, Mark play at Markiplier. I watched him play it and was like, that looks really cool. He got, I think he was like halfway through the game, and then I, I think I saw that it was like on sale or it's through PlayStation Plus or something. I was like, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna play it. Got it, went through it, played it, platinumed it, and then I went back and watched his videos to see what he did. Or no, no, no. I got halfway through to where he was, and then I watched to see what he did. And then he was talking about how you could easily platinum it with one save file. I was like, I want to do that. So, followed what he said to do, did it, platinumed it with one save file. What about you? How do you feel didn't, about didn't, it? Didn't we watch him do a Resident Evil game too? Was it mm -hmm. like seven or something? He's He's done all of them, I think. But I've also... So that being like a before and a after type deal, <clears throat> I've watched him play uh, Soma. Like, I have Soma. I haven't played it. I watched him play it all the way through, and then I got the game, and then I never played it. <laughs> I've also gotten, uh, I think it was, I think Jacksepticeye was playing... forget what game it was, but it was a game that I had already beaten, but I wanted to watch him play it and see what his reactions were to all the things that happened in that game. And how he went about beating it. Yeah. See, for me, I'm one of these, I'm one of those, you know, why watch it if I can play it kind of guys, but I will, if there's something I can't figure out, I will go on YouTube and watch other people play to see like, you know... What am I missing here? You know, this doesn't make it. And then I'll, you know, they'll find something that I completely missed. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. But you see, that's the other thing. For me, since I do the before and after, it's because of how me and Darren were growing up. I would watch him being older than me, had a little bit more understanding of what was going on in the video game versus me. Mm -hmm. And I would watch him play it, <clears throat> watch him beat it through. <clears throat> And then I would do the same. 
like when I'd go to his house, I would play that game that he was playing. That way I could go through and beat it. And then we would talk about the game and different things that we could do. Like we, uh, for Metal Gear Solid, he would play through Metal Gear Solid and I would guide him, telling him like stuff that I found out from playing it. Like, oh no, no, you need to do this because further down, you're going to want to do this. Yeah. Or playing, uh, I think, I think it was Resident Evil 3. He had the guidebook and I was literally basically being his, his autocon and like, going through, like, telling them, okay, no, no, you're going to want to do this. You're going to want to do that. I was just going to bring up the strategy guide yeah. thing. That was our YouTube back in the day before you know, the, YouTube. The walkthrough FAQ I, books instead of videos. Yes. I probably still, yeah, I still have it. I have my Fallout 4 walkthrough book. That's, like, hardback. And that's <laughs> how that's how I got into watching... YouTube videos on gamers was, you know, I, I didn't used to ever. And then I got to Subnautica. And there was such a huge world and so many things that you had to do or had to have to make things. And I couldn't find them. And I found uh, Toxic Apes. And Toxic Apes had all the answers. They, you know, if you wanted to find something, he had a video for it. So I started looking at that and I was like, oh wow. Huh. I guess this is useful. Because I used to be the same I used to be the same way, you know, why watch it if I can play it? But as soon as that happened, I, I started seeing the value in it, and that's when uh that's when my boys and I decided, you know what, we should let, let's make a gaming channel. Have some fun, play some games, you know, maybe it'll help some people, maybe we'll get the you know, converse with some other gamers and, you know, just start to build a community off of it. I uh, I remember the only time that I remember ever using a book to get through a game was Pokemon Silver. And it's because I got lost in one of the caves. And my buddy had the book for it and I'm like okay I need to figure out how to get out of this cave give me your book yeah. <laughs> we didn't I, I spent two hours trying to get out of this damn cave I didn't have the book I know what cave you're talking about because I got stuck there too I specifically went to Hollywood video because they also sold the strategy guides and went to the book and went through it was like and like, I, I was like, like, you know, okay, I gotta go there, 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 there. That there, was there. the life hack. <laughs> go to Blockbuster, find the strategy guide, look at it, put it back, go home, play. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the genius part of uh, the Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and we just. Right there. I would do the going down to like. Back when, like, Kroger and Meyer and Walmart would sell, like, the Tips and Tricks magazines. Uh-huh. I would specifically, whenever, you know, my mom had to go to Kroger to, like, shop or whatever, I would specifically go to the magazine aisle and go through the Tips and Tricks magazines and just read the whole entire thing front to back on every single video game just so I had 
that knowledge in case I needed it. Like, I probably still, out of muscle memory, I probably still know the cheat codes to fucking GTA 3. <laughs> <laughs> and to, like, Twisted Metal 4. See, for me, I I don't really like doing that because I feel like it's... Cheating the, cheating to win? Well, I, I want to no, at least... what Game Shark's for. <laughs> I want, game I want to game at, shark. I want to at least try first. And if I genuinely can't figure it out, then I will go and see, like, okay, what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? Why the hell can I not get out of this cave? I just keep ended up hitting the same rock over and over again. Then he'll go and look up why he's tapping up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. <laughs> <laughs> what code's that for? Contra. That's the Konami code. Yes. It's in every Konami game. 99 lives in Contra. <laughs> um, I don't think it does anything special in Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that's... For me... That's why I would go to him. Is just because I'm doing something wrong. Or I'm missing something that clearly isn't clicking in my head. So I will, I will like, you know... Go or to it's the, just extremely well hidden. Yeah. Well, I know for, like, the, the uh, Uncharted games, like, finding the, the treasures in those games, some of them are, like, extremely well hidden in, in parts of the, like, of the level that you wouldn't even think were accessible for, your for you know, your character. But, yet, yeah, no, sure enough, it's there, and then you have to try and figure out how to get there. So I would, I would actually... I would go to, because Mike works at Eastside, I would go with him to Eastside, help him out, and then I would jump on the computer, and then I'd search up, like, tips and tricks on, you know, Uncharted 1 or 2, and, like, print off, like, the location and how to get to all of the hidden treasures. Mike even went as far as, uh, you've played, uh, Final Fantasy... Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter what number you put after it, yes. <laughs> what if it's not a number? What if it's a Roman numeral? Okay, you, put whatever Roman you numeral v? you want. <laughs> well, it was one of the... I want to say it was Final Fantasy Eleven. Yes. Where you're playing as... I can't remember the character's name, but he's... Uh, yes. Blonde hair... Blue eyes? Um, red pants. With the cards, the playing cards, that was one of the weapon... No. Uh, one of the characters was a uh, like a bunny girl. Well, that that's a, that's a thing across many of the Final Fantasy games. Well, no, she was like a main cast character in your party. And they had the uh, summons. They all have the summons. Different style summons where you could... Mm -hmm. Do like a triple level, like they did a 3D. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, found out it's Final Fantasy 12. But Mike had actually, because we were, he was playing Final Fantasy 12, and there's a section in the game where you're trying to get to like a secret boss, uh -huh. and each section, it's there's no map for it. 
whatsoever. So you're kind of just going in blind. Blind. He sat down and did a fucking map of that area. Yeah, we used to have to do that kind of stuff. The fact that he did that, I was like, you actually made a map? And I mean, it was a... He had two grid papers. <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like, I wanted to be able to figure out where I'm going when I go to do a speed run. I'm like, you're going to do a speed run? He's like, yeah, I'm going to do a completionist speed run. Good call. He beat that game, I think. I think he told me it took him the first speed run. It was like... It's like eight or nine hours. That's pretty good. Then he figured out a couple more like tips and tricks and hints that he picked up from other gamers and was able to do it in five. Oh my god. And that was like he maxed out his fucking character. Yeah. Within those five you hours. You would have to. And he just fucking blew through everything else. Yeah, see, I'm not a speedrunner, so I don't do speedruns, like, ever. He... I do completionist runs, I do storyline runs, but I don't speedrun. I do speedruns if there is a trophy for it. I don't do speedruns even if there is a trophy for it. I just don't care enough. Like, I know there's one for Resident Evil 4, not the, not the remake that just came out. But for the one that was for the, I believe it was the PS2 or PS3, I think it was PS3, because it was an actual trophy, to beat the game in under four hours. Resident Evil 4, in four, less than four hours. And it was because there was some guy online that did it, and Capcom literally basically took his name and was like, this is blah, 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 trophy. Yeah. The, like the dude's name, trophy. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I've done it. I got, I think mine was like three hours and it's like 50 minutes or something like that. Shoosh. And that was me slightly cheating using the Pelagus gun. That basically... You can use it to kill the enemies almost instantly. And that's on hardest mode, by the way. Yeah, that's only slightly cheating. And it also one-hits the bosses, too. It's only slightly cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not by much. No, no. But yeah, Final Fantasy XII was my least favorite in the series, I think. I, I loved the remainder of the games. That one just, I don't know, it just didn't sit with me right. I, I, was, I wasn't real big on it. I played it. Eh. But yeah, I've played every every Final Fantasy game. If it's been made, I've made I've played it. Have you played Kingdom Hearts? Yes, I've played some of the Kingdom Hearts games. My kids were more into those than I was. Uh, like Austin, he was huge into it. He loved Kingdom Hearts. Uh, they've got it on PlayStation Plus now. All of them. They've pretty much already bought all of them. Well, I'm saying they've now got like collection sets. Yeah. So like, and it tells you in which way to play it for the story to make sense. Because, you know, Kingdom Hearts, it was like, yeah. oh yeah, 
You have Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, yeah, you have Kingdom Hearts 2 that takes place before Kingdom Hearts 1 and two, or, and after. And then you have, uh, what, 2 <clears throat> out of 365. Uh, and then you had uh, re Kingdom Hearts uh, Shattered, I think it was Shattered Memories? Shattered, yeah, something like that. Uh, and then Kingdom Hearts, I think it was like just called 2.5. It was. And then finally Kingdom Hearts three like 15 years later yeah <laughs> those were fun games yeah i mean they were fun don't get me wrong i but like my my kids were more into those than i was because i just i don't know i guess at the point that i started playing those i really didn't care about the disney influence on it i just i found that kind of hokey yeah but i mean they were they were at the age that you know that that was something they could reference and be familiar with, and oh yeah, that that makes this cool. I always wondered when uh, Disney started putting out like live action movies, like Pirates of the Caribbean, how they were going to involve that in the Kingdom Hearts, and then I saw that they did. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I started playing it to see if I could get Boston into it, and no. No interest. She's more into uh, Rocket League, uh, playing Monopoly, Uno. Board game type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, DJ actually, uh, he, he won the Ohio State Tournament in Rocket League with his team. Nice. And was runner-up in Overwatch. I know the the first time we it was me, Kyla, and Boston. We played Monopoly on my PS4, and first time playing it, Boston's playing it. She if she would have bought like maybe one or two more properties, she would have beaten us. <laughs> See, I can't play those games with anyone in my household. She, no joke, extremely lucky. I mean, I literally, I shit you not, I bought a whole fucking corner. You know what she rolled? Six. She rolled a 12 and went... Right past way, your corner. All past, and then landed on first spot. <laughs> I own a couple properties on the next corner. You know what she did? She rolls. She's able to land on the community chest that's in between my properties. She did this multiple, multiple, multiple times. Me and Kyle are like, what the hell? And every time she'd land on the community chest, it wasn't anything bad. It would be, oh, you won, you know, $10. Oh, you won $100. Oh, you won $20. She did land on go to jail a lot. I like... Landing and go to jail at the, toward the end of the game? No. You sure? <laughs> yes. Be positive? Yes. For what? You. <laughs> at any rate, uh, if you are still listening, which chances are you're not, uh, but if you are and would like to find us elsewhere, we are on every social media platform known to man. Uh, 
TikTok especially, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you name it, we got it. Uh, if you like something you're hearing or don't like something you're hearing, you can uh, let us know that by shooting us an email at geekocitypodcast at gmail. Wait for it. Dot com. Brandon's <laughs> off. I just, I think it would be really shitty if an aardvark had to like shit out an armadillo. Yeah, it would. <laughs>